coming up next on Chamber Amplified. And one of the questions that came up was AI. What what are we doing specifically at BGSU? And so I'm actually in the process right now of trying to identify what resources we have within higher education to assist companies as they are trying to evaluate this, because it is uh, something that you need an expert related to with, without a doubt. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, really anything that can be impacting your business or something you should be paying attention to on the horizon. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So stop me if you've heard this one before. Manufacturing today isn't the same as it was even 15 years ago. Well, you've heard that adage because it's true. The stereotypical dirty factory is by far the minority anymore. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by former Finley Hancock County Economic Development Director and current Executive Director for the Center for Advanced Manufacturing and Logistics, Tim Miley. Tim will be telling us about the needs of modern manufacturers in our area and why a joint partnership between the University of Finley, Owens Community College, and Bowling Green State University aim to help provide local industry with the tools that they need to thrive in Northwest Ohio. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to do that. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can rate and review the show. That really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. So it's uh, been, what, about seven months or so since this all came together. Uh, first, let's get familiar with what the center is supposed to be. Sure. Yeah. So the Center for Advanced Manufacturing and Logistics, we've really been calling it for the Center for Advanced Manufacturing, is really an attempt to connect industry, primarily manufacturing, as subsets of supply chain and logistics with resources within Northwestern Ohio. So we talk about stakeholders. So education is a stakeholder, economic development is a stakeholder, government is a stakeholder. And as manufacturers are being forced with workforce and operational challenges. We want to do everything we can to make sure that they're successful here in Northwestern Ohio, retain them, and potentially even attract a few more. Well, let's talk about the the challenges that they're facing and why an organization like this is needed. When you talk to manufacturers about some of the things that they're seeing that maybe they haven't seen in the past, what are you hearing? So you know, workforce still comes up as something of, of the pressures of workforce that can be on entry level, that can be all the way up to PhD level of someone they're trying to attract to a community. So certainly through through our education partners, we, we can talk a little bit about how we would do that through interns and co-ops. But we're also we're also seeing a lot of challenges around reshoring where companies post-COVID have realized that maybe it's not a good thing to rely on a component coming from China, for example. And how could we potentially reshore them or how could they vertically integrate? And then the other thing we're seeing is, is operations related. So what, what is the operational efficiency of equipment? Are companies measuring that? There's this buzzword about Industry 4.0 and Industry 4.0 is really the digitalization of manufacturing. So you can constantly measure and improve on, on quality and efficiency and software that can be on your phone that you can pull up at any point and, and it can have preventive maintenance. So 
when, when we're out talking to companies, those are the, the main areas that we're talking and trying to assist is, is workforce, supply chain, and operations. You mentioned in the operational space some of the, the digital demands that are there, and I'm sure you've probably had at least some preliminary conversations on what artificial intelligence can mean for manufacturing. Um, we're in the infancy of it, and it already seems like it's everywhere. What uh, are you seeing on the manufacturing side when it comes to AI? Artificial intelligence. So, you know, there's there's a broad spectrum of what people think of AI. <laughs> Some people just think that general automation and having a, a FANUC robot is is AI. And so we see some companies who have done a good job integrating automation in robotics and cobots, but there hasn't been a lot. There's some companies that are truly using AI for uh, predictive analysis and, and how things are working and, and quality of their components, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, like you said, we're in the infancy of how do you make sure that it's going to be reliable at all times. So one of the things that we're doing with our stakeholders, we perform research and we have a, a chemist doing some research with the company in Finley right now on, on plastics and going through. And one of the questions that came up and actually came through Raise the Bar through Tricia was AI. What, what are we doing specifically at BGSU? And so I'm actually in the process right now of trying to identify what resources we have within higher education to assist companies as they are trying to evaluate this, because it is uh, something that you need an expert related to with, without a doubt. Yeah, most definitely, the floodgates are already seeming to open now when it comes to this, and there are going to be all sorts of tools, and the evaluation of them is going to be very important. You mentioned uh, already Finley, Bowling Green, Owens Community College uh, is involved in the, the center as well. Why was it important for those three colleges to come together on this project? So they, for a couple different reasons. One, their geography, if you take a look at it, it's really along the I-75 corridor. So you have Owens that has a campus up in Toledo, and they have one in Finley. Of course, University of Finley being here, Bowling Green just up the road, but then they have the Firelands campus to the east. So when you take a look at manufacturing in northwestern Ohio, their footprint covers what we're trying, the, the areas that we're trying to cover. But more importantly than, than the footprint is those three schools all complement each other for resources specifically for manufacturing. So, for example, BGSU has a world-class supply chain institute. They have a great engineering and technology program. So anything related to those disciplines, they can work on. The University of Finley has the all-hazards training program. So as manufacturers are thinking of proactively or reactively about safety, that could be how do you handle certain materials? If you start thinking about batteries or any, any new materials that may be introduced into the the manufacturing process, you have OSHA compliance, but you also have safety related to workforce safety. Now you have to think about active shooters and everything else that's going on in the world. So University of Finley is playing a very important role related to safety within manufacturing. They also have a business school where we're able to take, we've taken their students out to a lot of different companies around town. And then of course, Owen's playing the traditional role of incumbent worker technical training some of those entry level skills that are going through. And there's programs like tech cred through the state of Ohio. Jobs and Family Services has on the job training and incumbent worker training. And Owens is, is that workforce partner for when we need to be able to 
take an employee or someone that's looking to get further education, stackable certificate, go out to their campus or, or go to the company. So we are really a turnkey, but we're not afraid to work with other people as well. We had to start there. We've had talks with Tara. We've had talks with Northwest State. We've been out to visit Vanguard in Fremont and Penta up near Toledo. Mm-hmm. Of course, Millstream in Finley. So we we are open to expanding our operating agreement into the future. But we started with those three because they were so closely aligned between the vision of the presidents, their geography, and the programs that they offered. I think the old way of thinking would be that really the, the education system, particularly universities and manufacturing, may not have anything to do with each other or not much to do with each other. And I think you really laid out a case there of why these two sides really intermingle and need to intermingle. Well, and, and as I'm finding out, the universities are a large business and you have colleges within the universities and a lot of people, faculty and staff that are teaching classes, but also performing research. And the only thing the center is doing is really aligning what's happening and how there there are instances where higher education is partnering with industry, but it's not necessarily known. So the, the chemist that I'm working with at BGSU, and I heard that he's doing some research similar to this company is performing. And I said, well, I'd like to introduce you. And he said, yeah, I do. I do work with industry and I'm doing some work right now with uh, contact lenses and so that you can put a coating on so it doesn't scratch the eyeball. And this is a very big company he's working with. And he's doing some work with NASA on visors for astronauts. And I said, you know, hey, Siva, how do we tell people about this? And, and But they're so busy, so they go on to the next project. And one of the things we want to start highlighting is the work that is being done within universities. In some cases, we may have someone working with a pick on Whirlpool. We're doing a decent amount of work with Whirlpool right now, maybe in the engineering technology program, maybe in arts and sciences, and maybe in the College of Business. May all three be interfacing with Whirlpool from BGSU without knowing it. So we're trying to build out and we're we're going to be building out a Salesforce program, a CRM. So that way we can have visibility between all of our stakeholders. So if I go to talk to a company, I can pull that up and go, oh, we've already done some work with them or UF has, or Owens has, and bringing visibility to that because it's been something very difficult in the past to really pull that data together and, and leverage it and, and open up new opportunities. So you started uh, there about seven months ago. The entire program essentially started at that point. You're really building it from scratch, which I have to imagine right. was part of the appeal for the, for the, for the job. But how has that right. process been for you? It, it, it really was part of the appeal of you sit there and say, okay, what are, how are we going to do this? Because I had it in my mind what I thought the center should be doing. And of course, it's, it's even evolved a little bit since we've been going to see how partners work and, and new opportunities that were that are being presented to us. We are now to a point where, because we're funded through the state of Ohio, the state legislature funded us two years, three years ago, mm-hmm. before the program was really in existence two years ago. And in the operating budget. So we didn't spend a lot of money and we we just received an extension and we had to rework what was called the statement of work. Because when this was originally funded through the state legislature, it was really a skeleton proposal of, hey, we need this. But of course, you know, the 
the devil's in the details. So we've got the we've got the details worked out so I can begin hiring project managers and I can begin hiring people who will help me coordinate events and we can start hiring vendors to build a website, to build a brand, to build a website because right now none of that exists. And it's it's an interesting challenge to do all that from scratch, but it's really it's really fun to build this brand because we don't want to just be seen as higher education. We don't want to just be seen as the three schools that are part of it because we're going to have other partners in the future. We don't want to just be seen as the I-75 corridor, but that's where we're starting. So we we have to really think about this, what where we're going to be a couple of years down the road, how we want to grow this. So we, we've engaged a company, uh, Thread Marketing, and they're assisting us with building out that brand. And hopefully later this year, we'll, we'll have that. So starting from scratch, you're trying to, to build out a business plan. You're trying to do administrative work, build the brand, and then take on projects because we still are actively working with companies. We did three or four site visits last week with companies as we've been out talking. Companies, it, it piques their interest and say, I wonder if the center can help us. And so we go out and talk to them and determine if we can. You know, one of the one of the program projects that when I mentioned things have changed a little bit, it became clear fairly quickly that between our partner schools, there are a lot of students that go out and do internships mm-hmm. or actual co-ops for credit. And in some cases, certain programs require it. So for example, BGSU College of Engineering and Technology requires before graduation, there are three co-ops, three semesters of co-ops. We started to take a look at where those students are working. Some cases, not Northwestern Ohio. Some cases, they go back home where they're from. Some cases, they want to experience with the company. But we'd like all those students to have an opportunity in Northwestern Ohio. And when we start talking to companies, we've come to find out a lot of companies have have eliminated their co-op program over the last 10 to 15 years for a variety of factors. And we're trying to increase the amount of companies that will offer co-ops again, because it does not have to be burdensome to the company. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, doesn't have to take a lot of money. But the statistics show when someone goes and co-ops with a company, there's a very high likelihood that that person will go to work for that company. And so if we're training kids to go to Chicago for a co-op, let's train kids and have them come to Northwest Ohio for a co-op. Those are the types of things as we continue to work through and, and talk with companies and, and with the schools of the programs that the center is taking on. Well, that makes a lot of sense and hopefully prevents more people from moving to the South. Not that there's anything wrong with the South, but uh, <laughs> we like it up here in Northwest Ohio. Uh, so- you touched on this a little bit uh, when we first started talking, but I have to imagine that this is a very good tool for retention of manufacturing. Like you said, probably helps bring in some manufacturing, but certainly on that retention side, I think this would be a, a big tool in the tool belt. Companies are constantly, in, in, in particularly manufacturing, trying to figure out how do they do things safer, higher quality, reduce the energy costs, reduce the labor cost, be more profitable measure thing. These are all that they're trying to strive for every single day. And that is where we're trying to assist them. And that's how you retain companies because every year, especially most companies in Northwestern Ohio have have sister plants either in the U.S. or, or globally. And every year they have to go back to their headquarters and say, we need 50 million, we need 100 million, we need 20 million. They have to justify the capital expense or 
whatever they're doing for that reinvestment. And we want to we want to put them in a position that companies can continue to reinvest here long term. People they're always looking at energy costs. How do you how do you shave off, especially now with energy costs going up so much? Mm-hmm. So alternative energy, as you mentioned, AI, the automation, robotics, these are all things that are being evaluated that we want to make sure that we're never going to give trade secrets or IP across companies. But as we go out, if some companies are doing something and we can share that with others, we'll do that. If we can provide research out of the universities for some of these common themes, then I can just give you a, a good example, which is timely right now. The, yeah. the federal government is going to be putting out what they call an innovation hub. They're going to identify 20 innovation hubs across the U.S. and then they'll essentially fund five of them. The state of Ohio and the state budget right now, the governor and our former mayor, Lydia Mahalik, director of development, has asked for $150 million to establish innovation hubs. Not on the federal, they happen to be named the same thing on the state. So we've convened a group of Northwestern Ohio leaders between government, education, industry, workforce, and economic development. Two weeks ago, we, we got together and did an asset map for Northwestern Ohio. Uh, we will be having a strategy session in the next couple of weeks. And it's really cool to sit in a room and have a lot of industry leaders that don't necessarily compete for the products that they make. They certainly compete for talent mm-hmm. within Northwestern Ohio, but sitting in a room together and saying, how do we make Northwestern Ohio more competitive? And that is, so that is a project that we are we're working on regionally right now. So, Tim, if, uh, if a company is interested in learning more about the center or maybe getting some information, getting involved, what's the best way to do that right now? So the best way is uh, to email me at tmiley, T-M-A-Y-L-E, at bgsu.edu, or they can always just give me a, a call. My cell phone number is 419-788-0490. It's interesting. It's, it's sometimes hard to track me down because I have an <laughs> office at the University of Finley. I have an office at BGSU. I'm out frequently meeting with companies. So phone and email are, are the best way. And uh, like I said, later this year, we will have We'll have more of a formal website set up and social media and other channels of communication. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Appreciate your time today. There's a lot of interesting things happening when it comes to business and manufacturing in Northwest Ohio. And I think having all of these agencies collaborating together to uh, to put resources in the hands of employers is only a win for us. So thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity to come out and talk about it because we're, we're, I feel we're to the point where we really <laughs> can start helping, helping companies now. Big thanks to Tim for joining us today. I'm really excited to see where the next five years or so of manufacturing will go locally. It'll be really interesting to see how the Center for Advanced Manufacturing evolves over the next few years as well. Certainly, there's no shortage of opportunity for collaboration out there. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something to help you run your business better or a little bit more about the local business community. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover, send me an email, djenkins at finleyhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on a website, perhaps finleyhancockchamber.com, you can always subscribe. Just go look up Chamber Amplified in your favorite podcast player. Don't have a favorite podcast player? Let me know. I've got a few. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.